Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in youth ministry for over 17 years and have just about seen it all. As damaged as we are, we're ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every youth ministry have. So, why another podcast? Well, it's an excuse to hang out and hopefully journey alongside some of you guys in ministry. I think, uh, honestly, for me, Chris, it's just so I can see your beautiful face. Because, you guys, just so you know, we do this over uh, Zoom, so we get to see each other and feed off of each other. And Chris and I don't get to do that near enough. So, this may just be an excuse for us to hang out together. I appreciate the compliment, Matt. <laughs> I, I, I really do it because of your beautiful beard. Your face there is, you go. Your face is icing is. on the cake. That's so, right. Um, but, hey, guys, so the, we, go ahead. I was going to say, the name of the podcast is Ministry Leaders Anonymous, and we want to talk to you guys a little bit about what that is, what the vision for the podcast is. Um, but before that, before we dive into that, we'll just introduce ourselves. Chris, who are you? Great. So, uh, my name is Chris Bartlett. I am uh, uh, the Vice President of Next Level Ministry, uh, an organization that seeks to uh, build great ministry leaders. I've, I've been in ministry for 17 years. Um, more importantly than that, and uh, I think this is important to mention, um, I'm a child of God. That's kind of the first and foundational reality. And, uh, and that, that alone isn't easy. I struggle. I'm not perfect, you know. So, um, every, every piece of advice or anything, it's just like sitting down with a cup of coffee, uh, with another broken minister because, uh, I am, I'm imperfect and I'm seeking God. Um, I've got a beautiful wife and, uh, five wonderful children. I live, uh, in the greater Austin area and I'm a full time minister at a, uh, a parish here in the greater Austin area as well. And I've been at that, at that parish for seven years now. What about awesome. you, man? And- for you guys that don't know Chris, Chris is quite goofy. Um, Chris and I met, like, it was what, 10 years ago almost, um, maybe eight years ago at a diocesan event and we had a blast. We met each other that day and immediately we were friends. It was nine years and 10 months ago. There I you go. I can't believe you don't remember. <laughs> I'm so hurt right I'm now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as- yeah, my- aside from being a horrible friend, what else can you tell us about yourself, man? <laughs> So my name is Matt Rice. I, uh, like you said, I'm a, I'm a lover of Jesus Christ. I love him first and foremost. That's my identity. That's who I am. I am a husband and a father of six beautiful kiddos. I've been working in ministry since 2001. So that puts me almost at 18 years. Nope. It puts me at 17 years. I can't do math. Thanks, Chris. Yep. Um, so, uh, I've been in ministry for 17 years. About seven years ago, I, I, I felt this call to just do more, um, more than just parish ministry. Um, and I saw so many churches out there that needed better youth ministry, needed consistent youth ministry. And I saw a bunch of youth ministers around the, around the nation, around the world, you know, being, you know, chewed up and spit out. And so I actually started, uh, a nonprofit seven years ago, Ablaze Ministries to form young youth ministers and to provide youth ministry for the church. So that's a little bit about my history. I'm sure as the podcast goes on, you're going to learn more and more about Chris and us, Chris and myself, and maybe you'll learn too much. Who knows? Yeah, so an important thing to recognize is that uh, Matt and I have a different set of gifts, a different set of uh, skills, but we have absolutely the same vision, the same goal in mind. And so when Matt came to me, <clears throat> uh, what was it, about nine days ago and said, hey, 
I feel like we should do a podcast. This was actually something that I had been uh, thinking about for quite some time. But uh, one of Matt's gifts is an activator. So he took this idea, and here we are uh, nine days later. Um, I mean, I'm talking two days later, Amazon packages were showing up at my door. Um, but but the neat thing is, is there's there's uh, different perspectives that we offer, but we both dream in the same direction. And uh, yep. we look forward to journeying with each one of you um, through Ministry Leaders Anonymous podcast. And have a lot of fun doing it. You know, this is something that Chris and I, I mean, we really enjoy. We have a lot of fun working together. Um, the people that I work with joke that, you know, that Matt is, I mean, building an airplane as we're flying. Um, and that's the activator in me. I, I, I see something and I'm excited about it and God's behind it and we start moving. And we're figuring it out as we go. Um, so we're excited to do that alongside with all of you guys. And you're so docile to God's will that if uh, midair, you're like, I think God's calling us to change this into a helicopter. You just put people into work and it starts happening, Matt. I <laughs> love right. working there you with go. you. Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so, Ministry Leaders Anonymous, this is uh, kind of the vision behind it is uh, really we're seeking to build a community of people that can journey together in an authentic, real way. So, we seek to have real talk about the hurt, hurts, hopes, and hungers of ministers. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, buddy. Herps. I'm getting over a cold. I'm just so congested. I thought you right were going to say herpes, and I'm like, no. Chris, we cannot say herpes on our first podcast. And then I just did it twice. You just did, but no, I'm getting over a cold, so I got some nasal stuff going on. So I apologize, but uh, we want to journey with you and uh, and share share kind of the real side of ministry. A lot of times at a staff meeting or uh, when you're up in front or leading your ministry team. Um, the underbelly of ministry, so to speak, is something that we tend to conceal, and uh, and that leads to a lot of isolation. Yeah, and so what we thought we would do is actually like I think a great way for us to share with you guys uh, our vision for the podcast is kind of all the rejected names, you know, for what we we thought about. It's anybody like starting something new, whether it's a a project at your parish and youth ministry, something for the youth, or um, a, a blog, you know, podcast. You go through all kinds of names. And so we, I thought, you know what, this will be kind of fun to, to use these names to talk about kind of the vision of this, of this podcast and, and go from there. So Chris, do you want to pick one and, and go have at it? Yeah. So first of all, I want to say these are the, the ones that were rejected, there um, you go. but they weren't the ones that were ridiculous. So, <laughs> um, my favorite ridiculous one just to go there was, uh, no beard required. So if you look at, uh, youth ministry nowadays, um, if you're going to step on stage at a youth conference or be on some sort of a, a, a popular YouTube video or something like that, you got to have a beard. It's got to be thick. It's got to be luscious, and uh, and maybe even a tattoo to show your street cred. Um, but that <laughs> that that was my favorite uh, rejected one that I thought was a little bit goofy, but a little bit fun. Um, my my favorite goofy one um, is actually one of my wife's favorites, but I think it got vetoed by uh, our producer Kyle. He said, you cannot have a podcast with the word tasty in it. And it was tasty salt. I really, I liked that one because it, it, like, I don't know, like with salt, when salt loses its flavor, with what will it be flavored, you know? And so it was like, oh, well, we don't want to lose our flavor as children of God, you know? So we need to be tasty salt. (laughs) The guy was like, nope. (laughs) So, um, in a similar tone, this brings up a story that, uh, when I was uh, leading a major youth conference in uh, in the greater Austin area, um, we were kind of up with theme ideas for next year. And I, I wanted this idea that uh, the youth are meant to be sent out to be light to the world. But the reality is, is the culture, the society that they're growing up in is filled with darkness. And so I sat there at a committee meeting with, you know, 12 other people, and I pitched the idea in all seriousness, next year our conference theme should be penetrating the darkness. <laughs> 
<laughs> Chris. <laughs> I, I had a scripture verse that backed it up and everything, and I was blind until someone yeah. was like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, woke me up. Wow, that is awesome. And I, my guess is that every minister, everybody in ministry has had one name or two that they were like, they thought was brilliant until they said it out loud, and then someone else heard it, and it was like, nope, that's not good. By the grace of God, it got shot down. So, so on to the ones that were a little bit better, not ridiculous. <laughs> you know, um, one of the ones that I liked was actually um, posed by our producer, and it was uh, Chris and Matt's Magical Ministry Mysteries. And it was just like a really silly name, but like everyone that I mentioned it to, they said, hey, Matt, that is exactly you and Chris. That is exactly, that pin- That pinpoints you guys perfectly, your personalities. Um, and it was just kind of silly enough to fit for, for the two of us. Well, I think it also points to the fact that we're diving into certain topics that maybe are taboo to yeah. uh, to normal conversation in the life of a minister. You know, um, not a lot of ministers out there get to talk with other ministers about how lonely ministry can be, yep. about how difficult prayer life can be, um, about how shameful aspects of our personal life can be when we're like, oh, I talk about God all day, but I struggle with this in my personal life, you know, this sin or this fault or whatever. And uh, those 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 ministry mysteries, you know. Yeah, so. There you go. Um, one that uh, I, I particularly liked uh, was angry youth minister uh, yep. or, or the frustrated minister. Now, uh-huh. the reason why I like that, and I don't want this just to be a time for us to vent and lament, but I do want to acknowledge that there are certain things that are infuriating or frustrating, and uh, and I don't want to complain about it. I just want to acknowledge that there's a deeper hunger, right? It's frustrating yep. when you see that you have, you know, X number of teenagers coming to your youth program, and then you go to a high school um, graduation and see that there's you know, a hundred times that number of teens that you just haven't been able to reach. It's frustrating yeah. when you're dealing with parents that uh, seem to be outsourcing the the beautiful gift of sharing the Lord um, to another person instead of, you know, co-working in regards to that. So these yeah. are authentic frustrations, not just the ones where you're like, oh, it's frustrating that I can't get keys to the uh, to the, this storage closet or whatever, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and we're actually going to use that one because one of the things about coming up with all these names is we actually came up with some ideas that we really liked. You know, so that one that Chris just mentioned, the the frustrated youth minister, we like that idea. And so we're actually going to use that in our show to bring up things that frustrate us and and how to respond to that. Like when you're frustrated in ministry, when you're frustrated with not getting keys or with being bumped from the room that you reserved, you know, when you get frustrated at things like that, how do you respond? How do you rise above it? And how do you move forward? Yeah, in other words, how do you share grace with people that aren't in your job description to share to share God's <laughs> love right. with? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So one that I liked um, that I thought you know kind of captured a little bit of what we're all about was the front line. Um, so the the idea of naming the podcast the front line, and one of the things that we don't often realize as youth ministers, and maybe all of us do, who knows? You know, is that we are on the front line. I mean, we are you know, working to build the kingdom. We are there walking alongside and depending on God, but we are there, you know, out in the front. And often the people that are on the front lines, they're the ones that, that get hit first, you know, with, with the mess and with the ugliness and with those wounding, you know, attacks and to help support the frontline troops, you know, is what was one of the ideas behind, you know, this podcast. Great. Um, one that I really liked, 
two old youth ministers. <laughs> are you old, Chris? <clears throat> well, I I figure in the in the age of youth ministry, anyone <laughs> you're, that uh, you're old, yeah, anyone that I don't know what you're trying to do. You're you're old. So there's a longevity in ministry that's actually valuable. If you've yep. been in ministry more than five years, you're <laughs> You're a veteran. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the reality. Youth ministry in particular has many young ministers that go ahead and, uh, and, and there's a lot of factors. I, I want to acknowledge that. Sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's support and, and a number of different things. Um, but they throw around this statistic that the average youth minister lasts about 18 months before they go and become a bank teller or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yep. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. And there's, there's something about, um, Old youth ministers. I remember growing up, I was in eighth grade, and uh, there was this guy, and he was literally 80 years old. Uh, he pulled his socks all the way up to his knees, and uh, and he just had this ministry of presence. He wasn't very relatable. You didn't want him on your team in dodgeball, um, but he was so, so loving and so caring and just had the servant's heart, and so it, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the game. No one yep. ages out of youth ministry if God still calls them into it. Amen. And my youth minister, when I was in uh, high school, the youth ministry itself, I don't know if I would, you know, say it was great, but I remember Becky, you know, she was, she was my youth minister at the time. She's since passed away, but um, she was a chain smoker. <laughs> she would go outside and smoke. Um, she was older, you know, but there, like, I have a picture of her, you know, with her arms around me and a friend of mine, David Neary. Um, and that, like, it didn't matter how old she was, you know? And so, like you're saying, like two old youth ministers, you know, was the was the name and the idea to talk into to speak into that age. You know, really doesn't matter as long as you're loving these kids. Um, a lot of times we think that we can't do it because we're we're too young, or no, we're old and you need to be young. But that's not true, right? Yeah, and a lot of times parents or even uh, pastors when they hire, they want someone close to the youth's age, and uh, and there are some rock star youth ministers in their young twenties, um, but the ones that are building legacy are in it for the long haul. And that's why, if you're not an old youth minister, aspire to be an old youth minister. There you go. That's right. Yeah. The the last one on the the rejects before we dive into another segment we might do is just the idea that youth ministry sucks. Like that was another thought, you know, on the name of the podcast. Man, youth ministry sucks. Like there are some parts of it that is absolutely not fun. Um, and there are other aspects of it that suck for different reasons. Like it sucks to see your kids like go to college and leave the church. Yeah. You know, there are, I mean, and that happens no matter how good you are. And um, there's a vulnerability that's required in youth ministry um, that, that opens you up. And yep. so you're vulnerable and then all of a sudden you get rejected week after week after week. And then all of a sudden one team comes around and you hold on to that for three years. You know what I mean? You just have to. Um, but, but you're doing the Lord's work and that whole sower analogy of, you know, you're planting the seed and sometimes you get to harvest. Um, but most of the time we're just breaking up hard dirt and that's, that, that sucks. Yeah. And I mean, and that's just it. Like we're, we're doing all different pieces of that. And we're not just planting seed. We're also, like you said, tilling the soil. Sometimes we're, you know, laying down some of the manure. <laughs> like Chris is a, a, the king of BS. Like, so like maybe that's like his role. No, I'm sorry, Chris. And I, I'm, I'm still crying from the earlier <laughs> comments. So you can't hurt me anymore. <laughs> all right. Any, uh, any, before we dive into the next one, um, anything else on the names or anything like that? Yeah. So just the vision, our hope in the way that uh, ministry leader anonymous will work is uh, that, that we get our topics from you guys. 
So there's a number of different places that we draw information from about kind of keeping pulse on youth ministry and ministry leaders. Um, but we want to hear from you. We want to interact with you. Um, so we want to be engaged and engaging with you guys. Uh, so don't be afraid to reach out, hesitate to reach out. Even if you're like, uh, your podcast sucks. Like, okay, tell us why. Like, what, what, how could we better serve you? How could we journey together? And, uh, and you can sign it with your name or you can sign it anonymous. No there one, you go. no one has to know. That's right. And I mean, on that same note, if you feel like, like our, our goal is to go deep here, like not do surface level stuff because you can find that in a book somewhere. I mean, we want to go deep. If you feel like that in any one of our topics that we didn't go deep enough, that we missed a piece, make sure and let us know. Call us out on it. Keep yeah. us accountable to that. Yeah. Call us out. Call us up. One thing that uh, I think that we haven't addressed yet is we called it Ministry Leaders Anonymous and we are not at all anonymous, Chris. Correct. So, like everyone I've said that to, like the second that I say that, they're like, so exactly how are you and Chris going to do this and remain anonymous? I was like, uh, maybe we'll just have to make fun of ourselves for calling ourselves ministry leaders anonymous and not being anonymous. Well, the idea is that we're at a round, <laughs> that we're at a round table. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't want to say like <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever, but it's a gathering of people with something in common seeking to grow. You know there what you I go. mean? That's what like yep. Alcoholics Anonymous is and different things like that. And they all, they all have name tags and stale donuts. And since we can't offer that, we just have a uh, stale humor, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, but the idea is that it's a round table that we're, um, we're the faces of not just myself and Matt, but we're also the faces of hopefully every minister, ministry leaders hurts, hopes and hungers. Yeah. So one of the other, one of the other names that we talked about, and I just hit my microphone. Sorry, guys. Um, one of the things that we had talked about as far as names that I, it was a name that I really liked was, uh, avoiding the millstone. Um, and this was one that just like for me as a youth minister, that verse in scripture from Matthew 18, six has really stuck with me from the second that I began in ministry. And if you don't know it, like it's the whole idea of if, um, if any, if any of you lead one of these little ones astray, it would be better if a millstone were tied around his neck and he would thrown into the sea. And it's like, whoa, like that's, that's heavy, you Scary know, as a youth heavy. minister, it's terrifying, yeah. you know? And so that's the one, I don't know if it's been, you know, on your mind for any amount of time, Chris, but I, I feel like as youth ministers, that's something that almost any of us, once we hear it, we're like, uh oh, you know, what am I doing? And so what are we going to do with that, Chris? Great. So in this week's avoiding the millstone, I want to share a story, um, a few years ago, um, a friend of mine from college, his name was Paul. He passed away from cancer. It was a cancer that took him quick and, uh, so quick that, um, he didn't even get to meet his, uh, I believe it was his fourth child. Um, wow. so his wife was pregnant when they found out he had cancer and it took him before the child was born. Um, but, uh, there was this whole movement surrounding, um, people from the university I went to. Um, my sister even has a t-shirt that says live like Paul. Now, why was his life so inspirational? Why was his, uh, his essence so, um, powerful? It was because he, he lived, uh, fully alive. You know, St. Irenaeus says the glory of God is man fully alive. And Paul embodied that. So after college, um, to pay off student loans and to see the, see the world, so to speak. He wanted to see America. He always loved taking three day weekends, even when we still had class on Friday and on Monday <laughs> in college. You know what I mean? Like they drove yeah. and they drove and, uh, <laughs> and, and things like that. So, um, he got married and him and his wife drove a, a big rig across, wow. across the country. And, uh, wow. 
and they camped along the way, and that's how they saw America. And so that's they cool. spent, yeah, they spent like 18 months doing that, uh, seeing America, living, kind of living off the land and, and things like that. But what does that mean for, for, for him and his wife? Um, well, if you think about one of the most horrible things that everyone can agree on is that gas station bathrooms are ew. Uh-huh. But that was... Except for Bucky's. <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, if you're in Texas and you know Bucky's, I mean, Bucky's bathrooms are excellent. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, but you can't guarantee that on every big rig run. Or you <laughs> That's can, true. I don't know if someone can hold it that long. And so, <laughs> and so in order to, to see the world and live that adventure, um, they had to overcome the uncomfortable reality of a, of a gas station bathroom. Day in and day out, they had to overcome that reality. And overcoming that reality or facing that challenge or even that fear, for those of you who are afraid of gas station bathrooms like myself, <laughs> uh, is terrifying. Um, that, that led them to experience an amazing adventure of God's will. And so for us, what does it mean for us? What is the gas station bathroom in our life right now? Is it a conversation with a parent that we don't necessarily want to have about you know, their child have, have been, you know, slipping away or some behavior that we've been seeing? Is it a conversation with a, a minister uh, or a coworker that we need to resolve things with, uh, invite some healing into it? Is it, um, is it that administrative work that is just piling up on one side of your desk that you just keep ignoring because reaching out to the teens is more important? You know, yep. what is yep. the gas station bathroom <clears throat> that you might need to embrace? So that you don't have a millstone, so to speak, or also yeah. so that you can go ahead and experience uh, the glory, the adventure of God's plan for your life. So the avoiding the millstone tip, you know, is to go into that bathroom, like whatever it is, like embrace it. Yeah, that, that would be our challenge for you this week is to uh, whatever your gas station bathroom is, as ridiculous as that sounds. <laughs> go ask the attendant for the key and uh, <laughs> and go open up that door and... Uh, Spend some time in there. Well, that's our show. Please write us a review on iTunes, share this with another ministry leader, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also support us on patreon.com slash MLA podcast. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. If you want to go far, we go together. So take some time this week and pray for your other ministry leaders. For Matt and Chris, we'll see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. God bless.